And then the third leg of our stool is we create companies that the physicians can have ownership in. And so that asset creation opportunity is something that uh, we think is in the long term is going to prove very beneficial to the practices. Uh, Chris Metz and uh, Steve Summers from uh, Gastrologics, I want to welcome you to our conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks to be here. Thank you for being. Yeah. And, you know, while we get started, Chris and Steve, can you tell us a little bit more about Gastrologics? Sure. Well, Praveen, thanks for giving us an opportunity to talk about uh, the group purchasing organization world and uh, how Gastrologics, as especially GPO, working with independent GI groups, fits into that. So Steve and I started uh, Gastrologics a little over four years ago, and we did that in conjunction with a couple of national GI uh, organizations, one being the uh, DHPA, the Digestive Health Physicians uh, Association, as well as uh, one that came along a few years later, which is the uh, DHN, the Digestive Health Network. And just a a quick word on the difference between those two. The DHPA is a not-for-profit advocacy group made up of, at this point, about 90 practices, independent GI practices around the country. And they started about seven years ago, very successful organization, does great work for uh, independent GI groups and GI in general across the country. And then around probably 2016 or so, they decided to try to, try to build on that success, but in a more com- com- commercial way in creating the DHN, the Digestive Health Network. And that's how uh, Steve and I, in conjunction with the DHN primarily, created Gastrologics to support the growth of the DHN, which is a more um, commercial or for-profit organization uh, in that regard. Mm -hmm. That is helpful. Uh, I just want to go a step further and understand what a GPO is exactly. Yeah, so a a group purchasing organization is really at its core a a cooperative effort uh, on the part of its uh, membership. So uh, really what we're trying to do is align as much uh, combined spend in, in one particular channel as possible amongst the independent gastro groups that do join, join the GPO so that we can afford access to preferred pricing and uh, possibly improve terms when any one of these entities is going to be purchasing goods or services from a manufacturer or a service provider. And really, the GPO, is, 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 its success is driven by its membership's compliance uh, with the effort. So the more people that are involved, the more people that utilize the platform, uh, the more successful the group is going to be. And the the other thing that's uh, uh, interesting about a a group purchasing organization is it's a vendor-funded model. So the the fees and and the revenues that are generated to support the GPO are actually paid by the uh, industry partners as opposed to by the membership. So uh, industry is actually paying for access to the membership. And that's really how it works uh, from a fundamental standpoint. Mm-hmm. At this point of time, uh, how many members do you have? And uh, what kind of companies are you working with on the industry side? So we're probably around uh, 75, uh, give or take 75 independent practices and growing. And we work with industry partners that cover the literally the gamut of everything that a GI does, whether it's in their office or in any of their ancillaries. So pharmaceutical 
companies, J&J, Merck, Pfizer, all the way through uh, device companies, Microtech, uh, distributors, Henry Schein, just about anything that touches on a GI independent GI practice, we develop contracts to uh, provide benefits to, to the members of the GPO. Mm-hmm. My company, Next Services, uh, recently partnered with Gastrologics and several others to launch this uh, infusion offering. So I want to talk a little bit about that and uh, ask you what exactly that is about. You know, how does that benefit uh, GI practices that want to start uh, infusion as an ancillary? Yeah. So um, we recently started a uh, an initiative called Gastro Infuse, and that really was born out of a, a grown understanding that a lot of practices around the country either don't uh, support an infusion suite or in some instances, uh, don't maximize uh, that capability. And it's really for those practices that are implementing a well-developed infusion suite, it's a very important ancillary. So as we've gone out and touched on the the, the GI market, we've determined that there are companies out there that do provide a infusion services management capability and can come to a practice that doesn't currently offer uh, infusion services and uh, bring in really a turnkey solution. So uh, a soup to nuts uh, type of approach that really uh, relieves the practice of developing the, the uh, initiative on its own. So what we've done is sort of taking all the uh, individual pieces that make up an infusion suite, for, whether from uh, uh, inventory management and scheduling uh, to revenue cycle management or procurement of uh, the drugs to treat chronic disease. We have just partnered with individual companies in a very transparent way and uh, on a management fee model basis uh, where there's complete transparency as it relates to the fees that are being paid uh, by the practices so that uh, ultimately as the initiative or the capability matures at the practice uh, the lion's share of any profits or revenues are, is going to the practice as opposed to the uh, services management company. In your own business model, Steve, just to clarify, how does Gastrologics make its fees or money uh, in this mix? So Gastrologics, really, its role is for the procurement of the uh, therapies. So as Chris made mention of, we're contracted with all the major uh, pharmaceutical manufacturers for the provision of those drugs in the infusion suite. And that's really a big source of of administrative fees for the GPO. So uh, that's really the role that we would play. We do, in our opinion, two additional initiatives that really bring uh, benefit to the practices. And so think of it as a three-legged stool. The first leg of the stool is how we are a, a traditional GPO. We're formed and we, as a GPO, we have to uh, follow the regulations of GPOs and so on. So we aggregate the spend. We bring uh, beneficial contracts to the practices for virtually everything that they that they deal with on a daily basis. But we go beyond that and uh, really act as a business development organization on their behalf and do that in two ways. The second leg of the stool is how we uh, address the ancillary market on behalf of the GIs. So traditional ancillaries such as infusion, pathology laboratories, and so on. We support those for practices that don't uh, either have those ancillaries or aren't maximizing those ancillaries. And then the third leg of our stool is we create companies that the physicians can have ownership in. 
And so that asset creation opportunity is something that uh, we think is, is something that in the long term is going to prove very beneficial to the practices. Examples of those uh, opportunities are we created about a year and a half ago a captive insurance company that's owned by the GI physicians for the provision of medical professional liability. And now we're in the process of expanding a uh, second company, which is based around uh, data aggregation, where we can pull the data out of uh, individual practices and be EMR agnostic and pool that data for the benefit of those groups moving forward with the industry. Mm -hmm. And uh, in terms of uh, whether it be the strategic benefit or financial benefit, are you able to share any numbers like where uh, a certain practice or at least uh, representative numbers where a certain practice, you know, for them, it was costing X amount. uh, And then after using the GPO, that number changed. A practice in the membership was uh, building out a new endoscopy center and had gotten pretty far down the road in terms of the development of that uh, uh, of that project. And uh, we were sort of introduced late to the nurse manager who was really uh, in charge of that effort. However, not too late. So we were able to introduce her to a number of companies on our platform that were in a position to provide alternatives in both in terms of pricing as well as, I guess, type of equipment and supplies that they were, they were going to be purchasing. And uh, she had already developed a cost analysis based on uh, her original foray into determining what the cost was uh, of the build out. And then by comparison, we we're really to do a pretty comprehensive comparison. And it ended up saving the practice somewhere between two hundred and $300,000 in the uh, development of, of that endoscopy center. So uh, that was a big win. We just uh, developed a a contract with a laboratory supply management company for uh, practices uh, Path Lab. We recently did a price comparison there. Their savings across the board was uh, between 15 and 25% on what they had previously been spending. And that really is not uncommon uh, when we make a comparison with what we've been able to do uh, relative to what uh, practices have been able to do on their own. Mm -hmm. And that's really the... You know, that's the goal of the, of the uh, cooperative effort in a GPO. What does the future look like uh, from this point of time? I'd like you to reflect uh, both from an industry standpoint, but also specifically for uh, gastrologics. Well, I think we're a young organization and, you know, we've, we've built out the offering to be comprehensive. Uh, our market share is still relatively low within the independent GI uh, community on a national basis. Not every, obviously not every member, existing member right now utilizes all of our program. So we have the ability, I think, to grow with the membership we presently have, as well as adding new members in the relatively near future and and on an ongoing basis. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole consolidation, which is happening in the uh, industry, how does that play out in the GPO model? Does that uh, help or uh, come in the way? Yeah, well, from our perspective, we don't believe that the uh, the change in, in ownership structure in the market should impact our ability at all. Even the largest private equity platforms, it's unlikely that they're going to be as large as the uh, physician membership that we already have. And the key differentiator there is, is that, uh, you know, a GPO, as I referenced earlier, is a vendor-funded model. So the, the buying organization or consortium 
or cooperative, its efforts are funded by industry. And that's simply not the case outside of a GPO structure. We're private equity agnostic. There's no reason why a private equity backed practice uh, or platform wouldn't work with us. We're only additive in that regard. If they're able to drive in, in some ways a better deal for themselves, then they can take advantage of that. If we happen to have better relationships or better contracts, better terms, there's no downside to, to those organizations working with us in that regard. Uh, this was great, Steve and Chris. Uh, was there anything else that you wish to share that we didn't cover? I think we did a good job of covering it. Yeah. We appreciate the opportunity for being yeah, yeah that's this was fun and uh, thank you so much for sharing your views and uh, sharing more about gas thank you great thank you